tell me what you're doing here. Let's flip a coin. Heads, I tell you, tails, we go out on a date. <laughs> Warning, Otaku contains adult language and discussion. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. <laughs> it's over 9,000! All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Otaku Force. I am always your host, Gregory Darkside Holmes, joined by my brother, David Sabal. Ohio. And my beautiful wife, KCB. Hi. So today we will be talking about two shows. Uh, we're going to be going over Fena, Pirate Princess, which is another Crunchyroll original, and Overlord, which I would say is kind of a classic one for us here. Um, so we're going to start. We're going to start with Fena, Pirate Princess, which, like I said, is a Crunchyroll original. Uh, grip of Crunchyroll Originals coming out as of late. Hot, yeah. Um, this one, out of the ones that we've watched, uh, goes up there with like God of High School and Tower of God. Um, we we're going we're gonna to be talking about another show on a, or another Crunchyroll original on another show, which doesn't fare so well. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, the problem with originals, though. I mean, it's kind of hit or miss. It's going to be hit or miss. It's going to be hit or miss. Uh, so Fena Pirate Princess is about an orphan girl named Fena Houtman. Who has been raised on an island where there is no hope of becoming anything more than chattel, which essentially is a whore, to be used and discarded by soldiers of the British of the British Empire. <laughs> I like how you say that, just a whore. Well, it, 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 then chattel. Just it was either that or like sell turnips, dude. Okay, like really. <laughs> but Fen is more like... than just another powerless orphan. Her, when her mysterious past comes knocking, Fen will break the chains of her oppressors. Her goal, forge a new identity, free of bondage, search for a place where she can truly belong and find out the true mysteries behind a keyword, Eden. So if the synopsis didn't give you a heads way up to what goes on, uh, the show is produced by Production IG, who's done Ancient Magus's Bride, and they also worked on Attack on Titan. Now, the way the show starts is during a pirate raid. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you just see young Fena Houtman being dragged along and put into a lifeboat. Yeah. And then her father, before he's, I'm assuming, shot or, or stabbed or whatnot, tells her Pirate to go death. to, yeah, he tells her to get to Eden. And that is it. That is it. But they, did they even, but I don't, I felt like when they said that it was like, like they didn't even really say that. It was like, go to Eden. It was very like... Like it was like you know what I mean. It, I couldn't, it, was it wasn't. Yeah, like it almost. wasn't. Like I'm like I'm like. Did he mouth that? Like or did he really say that? Did he whisper like, it? Yeah. Did he? And then when he... they like, when they talked about it again, when they were talking about it, saying it's like, I still can't understand you. It's like that thing where you're like, I still. What are you even saying? Like it's it's pretty, like, it's, it's, the, it's always the scene with Batman and the Joker between Heath Ledger and Christian Bale. What what I can't I can't I, I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> he chew- Dad was dying. He was chewing on his on his biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> it, the, Interesting part was like Yuki Mura was more. Well, you right. can tell what and, he was saying more than his her and then dad. Yuki Mura frees the lifeboat, kicks it away, and then Fen is screaming Yuki Mura, which you can tell she has she you know is close to him or he's dear to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we flash forward to where she's sitting on the ledge of a of a castle, um, 
I don't know. I want to say a castle, but a fortress <laughs> of some like, sorts. A you saw this a like fancy, you 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 paint this picture, and I'm like, um, call it a, what it a, is. A fancy, she, it a was fancy it, brothel. It was a, there yes, you go. Right. I'm like, um, there you go. And we'll call, she we'll was, call it the the Costco of, of yeah, brothels with her virginity being yeah. you know bitted oh, off to the gross. highest bidder, yeah, but, and they were all talking but about again, her. Much like the British Empire those days, they had fancy terms for that, so it didn't sound so bad. Prima No, I was no no no. Her virginity was. I was really nervous though about this part though because I was like oh like well what's gonna happen like it like, makes me super uncomfortable with that stuff I'm like please please like yeah, I, I, I was, I was super my palms yeah, were sweating I'm like <laughs> because I didn't like, want another goblin slayer incident yeah, I don't uh, want a goblin slayer please I was like fuck please don't <laughs> don't have like a scene strip and but so, it was don't but, do that. like the scene though, and the, like the, the scene that where they came back into there, like when they went from the whole scene. She like spoiler alert, yeah, she gets saved before because I'm gonna tell that to all the girls out there. Listen, she gets saved before she gets whisked away to the weirdo dude because he is so weird. Like he's actively in bed with a bunch of ladies, like. Bunch and of ladies. And yeah. Drinking. And he's sitting there saying, like, yeah, no, still gonna. Like, wh- wh- why aren't you like? Look at the other four girls and like the guys like telling her the entire time, like all this stuff, like if you're nice, he'll be nice to you, whatever. And I'm just like, oh my God, I hope, I hope she gets saved. I hope she gets saved. And then those two goofy dudes come back and just like. Essentially Donald and Goofy, I just call it that. It gave me, like, I don't know if you are familiar with this movie called Baron von Muchenhausen, where like they had, like there's all the. If you've seen it, you know it. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's that's those the the two old dudes gave me very much the t- old dudes from the Baron von Munchausen with the mustaches and all that stuff <laughs> and like the yeah. missing teeth. But I I loved it. I thought so, it was great. So two old servants come and save Fenna and they make their escape. Yeah. And which you find out that none of them know any directions except for Fenna apparently. They're just trying to make the best of the situation. Like they were like, they, I just, I loved the way that they showed how much that they, um, like their relationship with those two fellas. Like she was, she was dead set. Like she thought like there was no way, like the way that she dropped to her knees when she was like, when she found out they were on On the the third, on the third tower. Like I felt that I was like, Oh, she's going to have to totally let that dude do stuff to her. And I'm like, gross. Like, I know that's like something like that. I always go on those weird tangents, all this stuff, but it's like, it's like the ultimate thing. Like men can't even like truly wrap your brains around. Like you gotta let someone get scaly with you. Like, (laughs) and she's, and she's like, she's a young girl. Like she doesn't know any of that stuff. So, you know, I was glad. I was so stoked because, like, even I like clapped. Like, I was like, "Oh my goodness, I'm so happy!" Right well, that's now. a that's the example of how to do that type of trope properly. Not like oh, Goblin yeah. Slayer. Mm-hmm. Where it's yeah. like really Goblin Slayer. It's th- there's this no- was actually the perfect can, way to do it. Goblin Slayer's like, I could be tasteful with this and just allude that it happened, and not show anything. No, I'm going to show shadows. Well, but, for- the, the- <laughs> but no, it, it it worked out really well. And then as they're escaping, as the the first episode progresses, you're then introduced. Who is what I have ended up calling him the Mighty Morphin Samurai Rangers. Uh, and you also get reintroduced to Yukimura. Mm-hmm. Who aged very well. Oh, yeah. Very well. Uh, he looks so like so cool. He's, and he, you come <laughs> to find out that he was always annoyed with how much Fena talked. That's how all guys are. It's fine. But so that you they introduced Fena escapes. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, then you're then you're kind of still wondering. Well, what about the beginning? So she's been reunited with her two old servants and yeah. Yukimura. Now, what's this whole Eden business? Well, so then they find their way to this island that just appears out of nowhere, which I think is cool. 
Yeah. And you come to find out that the overseer of the island was saved by Fenna's dad. And so he basically owes, he basically, his family's paid a life debt forever. The story uh, itself is kind of very, I don't know. It, it gave me the Pirates of the Caribbean vibes. It's, it's, nice. it's, yeah, it's, it's very, it's not, it's not anything like, you know, awe inspiring. Like, oh yeah. my God, this is fucking amazing. Like, but it does, it, what it sets out to accomplish, it does very well. Yes. And you find out that her dad left a glass yeah. brick. <laughs> a see-through uh, glass brick. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what or a, some sort of crisp, clear crystal. And they go, we need you to figure out the puzzle for this. And she's like, I don't fucking know. Right, like, literally, I was in like, I was in a brothel like two seconds ago. Like, like give me a I, minute to like come to grips at like, to grips with everything, you know, that this is all here. Looks that like, you yeah. guys have been, what have you guys been doing this entire time, eh? And so she then decides that she's going to, you know, after kind of a talk with Yukimura, she's going to set out to do something different, which then leads her to cutting her hair. That's how it is. You have and to do that. Stating that she's going to set off to find out the and finish what her dad box. started. Yeah, to finish the voyage that her dad started. Got to yes. Cody Rhodes it. Yeah, no, God Luffy it. If you were taking anime, because I, oh, yeah. I definitely once she did that, I was like going, okay, so this is like it's one a, piece. It's a very yeah, Monkey D Luffy. Uh, the one weird thing was when they then they then ventured to this other island or to this Bara uh, Bara Baral. Barra Baral, I think was the name of this, the gonna, other free city. I'm going to agree with you because you, ba, if ba, you try. Ba, I love surf ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> Chow Su, dude. <laughs> so they get to the, they get to this free island. We'll call it, it's basically their version of Tortuga. Yes. To which then you also come to find out that the British general who is chasing after her is also there who's also made deal with pirates. Now it's not just pirates, but it's an all female crew of pirates and they're one eyed big titty leader because this is anime. If I was in a pirates gang though, that's the gang I would want to be yeah. in though. And so while they're on this Island looking, you know, gathering supplies, they find another, you know, clear, we'll call it ingot that best way to that's describe a better it. Way of saying it. Uh, they find another one, but it's a little beat up. And basically they barter with the guy essentially for not kicking his ass <laughs> for it. You it's, dirty old man. Yeah. And they get it. And then he tells them where it was made. So they're like, oh, we're going to Germany. So now not only have we gone from the British Empire, now we're going to Germany. Well, don't forget, even with Yukimura, you're dealing with samurai. So all of a sudden you have J uh, Japanese themes also. But You're what all I, over the map. In the, but what I like, one. but what I like about Yuki Mora is that his soul, his singular goal is to protect Fena. Yeah. Regardless. That's everyone in the ships. But yeah. his especially though, like he's like, yeah. Cause I think he's secretly down. Like is like, Hey babe, I'm glad you're back. Then maybe you know, one that of these, dark and one, mysterious type. He's got a <laughs> ponytail. You can't put him in a box. <laughs> and it just seems like, they took elements from everywhere to try to mash it all together. I mean, you have the elements of the pirates with Pirates of the Caribbean. Then you have the, the, the samurai warriors who essentially, when I saw that, I was like, it's the seven samurai come to protect, <laughs> come to protect the innocent people. And you, so you're you're getting from that. And just like you said, suddenly we go to Germany and I'm like, like, wow, they're, 
they're just taking absolutely every single theme or any visual concept and smashing it together. But uh, the beautiful thing <laughs> was the fact that they're doing it seamlessly. Oh like, no! It every, bother the thing is that everything is working together well. Like the transitions, like the mixture between different cultures is working well. So they're not um, trying too hard. They're like literally. They're just, just letting it. Yeah. I would also say since you met, you referenced them as Seven Samurai, uh, Mifune's character, I'm saying is the twins. Yeah, I think it is. I think I think that twins. like they embody that kind of like I'm a samurai, but yeah, they, they're still childish though. But what I like about the the samurai is that when like they're all they all have their own personality which i think is amazing but when when shit gets real they flip a switch yeah and like even the twins when they're fighting the female pirates like we don't want to hurt you and so like they're so basically they're saying we're i'm not gonna i don't want to hurt you so i'm not i'm not using a hundred percent i'm i'm pulling my punches yeah and then when yuki Mur shows up and says hey you know, he basically, he whisks away uh, Fena and he's like, hey, take care of them. They're just like, oh, okay, cool. We can go full force now. Full force. And you see the difference in how they they fight. They were fighting before and when they were fighting after Yukimura showed up. Yeah. And that's the thing that I yeah. thought was really cool about what they were doing is like, they were telling multiple stories, which automatically I was like going, man, this has to be really rough to be the writer of the show because you ha, have all these really cool elements, but very, very frequently when you're doing something like this, it's easy for stuff to get lost. But in three episodes, I never once felt that something was being forgotten about. Yeah. Only, I didn't get confu- yeah. confused didn't get at confused. all. Cause normally I'm like the most obnoxious part. I'm like, what is going on here? Or like any of the flashbacks stuff like that. But no, it was perfectly spoon fed. This is, this was one of the that, first. This is one of the first animes that when we watched it, there weren't a lot I of. Have, I have questions. I, I didn't have any questions. I, questions. Yeah. I, I didn't have any. And especially since you, when you're dealing with the mystery of the the ingots, you don't have. There wasn't like this long drawn out like twist or mystery that they were focusing on that would take away from the story. The actual story itself is actually you know Fena trying to be. Free in a way she she, she's to, trying to find her she's trying to find herself but she's, she's also trying to, trying to find out like and then reconnect with what you know the mystery of like her her dad's her dad, like last her, words her past like so i like the moments especially in the very beginning when they established her connection to the two comedy characters you see that little flashback where they basically phase and they have their teeth and, mm-hmm. out, and they're they're actually younger and that's in a the lot bear, of ways, yeah. Otto Otto looks extremely Otto, different it. when he's younger. Yes. <laughs> like when Otto it shows looks legitimately like he was a badass when he was when, young. When it shows Solomon. They look like pirates though. Yeah. Like if you're like, like okay, they're they're like born again pirates, yeah, okay. That looks like, like guy. Like Solomon looked exactly the same as he as a as a younger man. He just had more hair than when he was older. When he was older. And yeah. lesser teeth and more teeth. Otto though, Otto was way different. So like Otto, like after everything went down with her dad and everything, I'm pretty certain Otto drank for a bit because he, he he just did <laughs> he, not he did not do well, but he did not age well. But the thing was, what's but what's nice about that is that they established their past and their relationship within the first episode. And you notice it didn't take a lot. They no, didn't have no. To do a lot. And then in the second episode, everything kind of slow. You know, they kind of like talk about okay, hey, here's this, this, and you know the mystery. Oh, you're gonna go out and set out and be you know finish your dad's voyage. All right, perfect. We're going to give you a ship. The seven Sam are going to go with you. 
and you're going to, you, like, you know, shenanigans let, begin. You know, yeah, let everything begin. And then the third episode, you're like, okay, so they're, they're basically in Tortuga. What's going on? And then you find out about Germany. Okay, so they're next, they're going to make their way to Germany. But now you have the added uh, general guy. You have the general the and then you have the pirates. And then, the, but the pirates were, um, the lady pirates are hired by the creepy dude that bought her virginity, his well, wife. And so, but now they're working Which, for Which, where did he even, like, like, he didn't, he didn't bring he them, the, come, the, like, where, the Was British, he a prince or something? What is he? He's just, he's just a, a rich noble. But the, 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 the British commander, he's the one who hired the pirates because he was sleeping with their leader. So I'm sure that's how he was getting a deal. Still though, but he's still, that's why he's got the lady pirates. He's yeah. trying to get his girl back and she's like, gross. And so, bye. so then at the end of the third episode, and there's this, this really gives nothing away. The Fena has a blue heart pendant or necklace. The British commander has the same one. Has the same one. So in dun, some, dun, so in dun. some, in, he's related to her in some aspect, whether it's a sibling a re, or another relative. That's why at first, when you get first introduced to him, I was like, oh, is this going to be the big big bad for the entire season. Yeah. But in actuality, all his actions, he's not a villain. He's not a villain, but that also too. But he looks like an anime bad villain though. Like, doesn't he look like they're like, it. those cheekbones, those cheekbones tell me that you are evil. You know but what at it some reminds point, me of, Greg? What's that? I mean, you know, like the, you know, the villains in uh, Gundam. You know, with, yeah. with uh, like where you where they're, they're the villain, but you don't, some, you, some of them you don't really see as the villain. It's just, they're just kind of, they're do, I don't want to say doing their thing, but they have their own motives to why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. But with him though, you don't know what his motives are past finding Fena. Cause that's what he was brought in to do. And he hasn't shown any, he hasn't been bad. He just, he, he's very like, I don't want to say Jessica rabbit. He's just drawn that way. You know what I mean? He hasn't physically, he hasn't, like he stopped the dude from hitting the hitting other the, the, yeah. the, girl. the girl with a bottle of wine. And he was like, knock it off. Like <laughs> most like rich guys like that would just like, I like that they made, you know, they they kept that. But we, but we also could have, a, have a Fifty Shades of Grey thing going on here, like with this British commander dude. That, but he treats the women nicely. But then, like behind closed doors, behind it's like, closed doors, it's like, well, yeah, you would, you like, would you like to see? Would you like to see my private room? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's consensual adult sex. Go on with your yeah, bad self. Then, but saying, it's like we don't know. Like he's the only one that we don't know yet. But out of the Crunchyroll originals that we've watched. This is another one that I actually did enjoy. Yeah. I really liked it. It, it. it was very decent because like it, this one falls into the category of like the hits. Yeah. It's definitely not a miss. No. And so before we move on to her second show, we're going to go ahead and go around. I'm going to start with you, Casey, uh, with your final thoughts. I loved it. I thought it was really fun. And we say in yay or nay for people to try it. Yes. Yay. And yay. David? <laughs> Same thing. I, I thought it was a really fun anime to start off with, and I definitely give it a yay. I, too, thought this was a fun romp through the seas and the <laughs> mysteries of old ancient Britain. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. I, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to go for a real Sisker and Ebert thing there. Uh, but Sisker? I, I, Siskel. I said Siskel. Are we talking about the redneck version? Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, I'm going to give it a yay as well. So, Fanapire Princess, Crunchyroll Original. Three yays for the show. All right, folks, we'll be back with our second show in just a moment. 
Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. So, welcome back. And like we said, our last, our first show, Phantom Pirate Princess, got three yays. So definitely check it out, folks. And next show is going to be Overlord. Oh, yes. In the year 2138, virtual reality gaming is booming. Yggdrasil, a popular online game, is quietly shut down one day. However, one player named Mamunga decides to not log out. Mamunga is then transformed into the image of a skeleton as the most powerful wizard. Or his name is... The world continues to change with non-player characters or NPCs for those that do play beginning to feel emotion. Having no parents, friends, or a place in society, this ordinary young man, Momonga, then strives to take over the new world the game has become. Now, this is also done by studio, produced by Studio Madhouse, and they actually uh, did Avengers Confidential, Black Widow, and Punisher. And they also did... Uh, Afro Samurai as well, if I remember correctly. Yes, they did. So this, when I saw <laughs> that, when I first watched this, and I was like, oh, he's going to get stuck in an MMO. Okay, so I'm, th- I'm automatically thinking, okay, sword art. We're going to have another sword, sword art, art online, online type of game. Yeah, same here. I thought and, the same thing. And it was hugely different. What I liked, though, was that the menus from the game were still there that everything yeah. that he had in the game was still there and still kind of functioning in the same respect as it would in the game. But it seems that everything's kind of leveled up a bit, even himself. Yeah. You had all of the, you had all the tropes that you would expect in an anime like this, where it's, you have to have those little nods to the video game quote unquote genre where you have the JRPG elements, the menu pulling down the life bars, the thing I thought was really cool was the fact that normally when you go into like the genre, they get sucked in and get made into a hero. Right? Yeah. This one, he's no. not so much a hero and he's not so much a villain, yes. but he plays a villain, but he plays like the big bad monster oh, yeah. that you face. But he also, but it was fun. What I, but I like what they do with the character uh, is that they make him, he, he knows he has to act a certain way, but he's also benevolent. Yeah. And what I like is that they introduce all the different generals uh, of each floor and each one has their own personality. Each one has their own kind of talents and their own other jobs as well. Did they establish that he was bad, though? Because like when I was watching, I didn't get I thought, you know, obviously he was going to be, you know, this leader of all this. But I didn't I didn't couldn't tell if he was bad or good at that point. 
I just like the way that they projected it in that whole table is how sad he was when he was like the guy when he pops on and he's like, yeah, I just don't really come on anymore. And then like, he's like, and he kept talking. Yes. And then like that whole, like the scene where he was talking, like, you know, he's like, well, I worked on this. And he was like walking around and admiring like all of the stuff that like all these people have worked on and all that stuff. And then it kicks to the scene where he's like, oh my God. And then all of a sudden like the stuff doesn't pop up. And the best part about like, just because I've seen the other stuff where they do the whole thing, but like the most realistic thing was when he finally realized that it was real life and that he could touch that girl's boobs. That was the funniest thing. Cause it was like, that's the first thing where it's like, all right, I'm going to check this. I've got to squeeze on these boobies really quick. And it was like, all right. And then hearing his like soft voice, because he was like such a soft voice, he's just like, ah, oh, yes, wow. Okay, I better get it together now. And like those that weird third person that he has in his head right now, like I just I like that. That, part inner, of that. that inner monologue. But what I like is when he meets all the generals and Alberto, the big boobs. Mm-hmm. I thought she was so cute though. She comes up and she's just like, Is there anything I can do for you? And then later on, she's like, Would you like me to meet me? Would you like me to meet you in your chamber? And um, but what I but I mean, honestly, I'm literally sitting right now with that. Like, if you guys were stuck in a video game right now, you two, well, first thing, you'd be like, yeah. Yeah, oh, you yeah. probably would. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You got to be honest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a trust circle. We're fine here. Oh, no, no, no. Trust me. If I, if I, if I got stuck in a while, yeah. Um, Sylvanas, right for it. See, right like, for it. it's... <laughs> but they didn't show it, which was cool, you know? They didn't make it all weird where you're like, oh, God. They actually took it serious. He's like, crap, I better keep this shit going. I got to bet. I got to get it together. Like, I actually got to run this crap. <laughs> I can't do this, but I can't, if I want to, I can. But it's more so like the first three episodes of Sora, him kind of, I don't say adjusting to be, to be fully being Ein's al Ghul, but it's more so him like, okay, what can I do in this world still? What yeah. do I still have access to? And for those of us who, who all of us that have played a JRPG, an MMO, and spent hours upon hours of our lives of leveling and grinding to level and just how many times we repeat a boss fight just to get a fucking item that then is, is outclassed by some random ass drop on a quest line. You're like, motherfucker. But then, like, him walking around and admiring all those things. Yeah. is just, like, all of us can relate to, like, where we, like, had that inventory full of the really cool shit. Even now, when me and Casey play Diablo 3, we'll have that, like... We put it in that chat, the chest. Whenever we get anything really cool that we can't use or that we're too over for, we'll put it in the storage chest to use for another character. But then... We'll get we'll get stuff dropped by like the treasure goblin, or in a you know in a time treasure chest, and it's like oh sweet, what'd you get? Shit, shit, <laughs> and it's just like all this stuff drops, and you're just like oh cool, here's a bunch of epics and rares and like mythics. What can you use? Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> you, we we sell and smelt all of it, <laughs> but this I liked where it's like those key pieces that you get, you keep those. Oh, yeah. Like I can't use this again, but but if I if I do another character, they can use it. But he's going across. And he's like, oh, I made this. Oh, I did this. I remember I programmed them, or I did, you know this and that. Well, you know what it really feels like for me. It, the thing I loved about I swear the, to God, this, if you mention EverQuest, no, 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 no. But to me, I'll take it even in a different uh, role playing. To me, when you he jumped into Isengol 
and you start seeing him actually admiring everything, admiring all the creations. It's very reminiscent of of how a DM or a GM oh, yeah. looks at like a live a, a live action role playing. You know, we get to see the characters all build up. We get to see all the stuff, all the you know treasure that we get to hand out to the players. It makes us feel good, and that's why I was like going. I enjoyed the change setup that they did here because like normally it's the focus on all the players. Yeah. This way in, in this, this is more focused say, on the DM, the DM. It's like the DMs might Eisengol to me is the big bad boss. Yeah. So getting it to, to see his reactions to everything. I was like, Oh yeah, I felt like that. Oh yeah. When that player did that. Oh my God. <laughs> And see, like what what I do like though, and this is going past the three episodes, like because I I watched ahead, yes, but I, I watched this like a long time ago, so I I'll restart it because I don't know. No, no, I fucking here. did. Um, but I like showing like his power, like when you start seeing glimpses of how powerful he really is, and like, and that I feel like that his power level when it was the game is ten times higher than it was then now. Yes. And there's a scene in the late in like not a very far off episode, but where he fights basically as I'll call them the Catholic church and he yeah. fucking wipes the floor with them. Oh, like yeah. he's just like, Oh, this is as powerful as you got. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Just one moment. Hold Give me a second. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me put my, let me put my food down. Hold on. Um, I'm going to take a shit. It's going to beat that. So just one moment, <laughs> just one moment. And it was like, Oh my God. But then he's also, Again, like I said, benevolent. Like yes. he does care. He doesn't want people to be oppressed, but also he's like, you're under my protection now. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. And some people are like, okay, all right. Other people are like, no, we're going to resist. And then they resist. They're like, you know what? Fuck it. He's kicked our ass enough. But it's a fun show where, though, like I said, like you said, like those of us that have played, like, you know, even with Casey, you know, playing through Diablo three, like you still get say you, even that whole, like, dude, yeah. I'm animal crossing hard animal yeah, crossing. You, it's like, I spend hours on all that stuff. And it's oh, like yeah. all that, like, could you imagine being on there? Like, I just, I think anyone can, anyone has had that whole, uh, fantasy land in their head and like actually could seeing to have the opportunity to like to go bop around in that would be so awesome. And I feel like that's the reason why this show could do really well just because that's the one thing it it made me want to watch it more. Cause I'm like, what else are they going to get into? You know, good, good thing is that there's, I believe there's, they're, they're about to release the fourth season. Yeah. Because they just finished the third season. Yeah. Because they never established why they say the servers, but what made the, like, I want to know like what happened to make it, make things stick around. You know what I mean? Like, like what, what caused that? They, at least as far as I've watched, they haven't addressed that yet. Yes. See, See? there's so many questions. But But that's the thing about (laughs) like, you know, I've also watched Overlord before you actually assigned this to us. I did too. I just, I, Casey, Casey saw and she's like, this looks really cool. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's do it then. Yeah. Overlord to me is the perfect anime in the video game trope. Because to me, it gets everything right with the trope. Yeah. Well, and too, like, like Casey said, who wouldn't want to, you know, who doesn't understand to understand or who wouldn't like, how many of us want to do that? Like who wouldn't want to do that? I mean, that's like why a lot of us play Dungeons and Dragons or, you know, you play riffs or, you know, those of you that for some reason venture into GURPS for some fucking reason. Yeah. Or Torque. Fuck you. God, I never (laughs) wanted to hear that name again. 
I'd rather do White Wolf than that. White Wolf. Um, Sounds like you guys are talking about drugs. Right. I don't know. It does, like, doesn't it? You guys, it's like, Greg, White Wolf? Well, it's just, it's more powerful than the White Pony. <laughs> and it's more expensive. It's more expensive. But we've all, like, that's why we play that, because we were like, oh, that'd be so rad to be in, like, a fantasy world to do that, or, you know, uh, even, you know, even those of us that have watched, like, kung fu films, like, to have, like, those moments like in the Kung Fu films, like where it's at that epic fight scene, like that, you know, that there's always one fight scene in the Kung Fu film that starts in a restaurant. Oh yeah. Like where the heroes just sitting there fucking eating some food, drinking some wine. And then a bunch of dips just walk up like, Hey, aren't you so-and-so? Yeah. Who wants yeah. to know? Pff, I do. Golden fist of like the golden yen clan. What the fuck? Like <laughs> just trying to eat my fucking pork here, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm not coming up with a good like, name today. And scene. <laughs> right? No. Oh, it's like we were right there. You're, you're, it's almost like you're trying to pull it out of your brain physically. I, right? I, I Shit. But that's what I mean, though, is that we've all done that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember back in high school playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I was a monk, and I did all this fucking kung fu, like all this crazy kung fu shit. Oh, yeah. But that's why it's so, this is such a good show, though. Like, I think they just they did such a good job that even if you don't and you just dabble in the arts of that stuff, you can still enjoy it for it just being a really good show, like it just being yeah. a, a fun fantasy show. Because like, at the end of the day, the the whole story of Isengol and Overlord is it's basically just a it's a story of a player that is having fun and he's playing the game and he's playing the game. That's the whole thing. And he is. You Triple can't H. tell me that no one can relate to that, relate to anything. You know? Yeah. The being the guy that basically looks back and says, "Oh man, I did so many great accomplishments," or "I had so many great adventures," or "Here comes a bunch of other players I get to play with." Well, it's just like whenever, like, like, like he said, any game, like even Animal Crossing, you can feel mm-hmm. you can still even if you even if your big thing is Animal Crossing and you watch this, like you still get that feeling of like, man, it'd be kind of cool, like you know, for like to be, actually be on your island, yeah, you know, to run around your island and you know go like. You know, fly Dodo Air for real. Um, you know, or like those of us that, uh, you know, for you and me, David, I mean, you and I, we we both played, you know, uh, Vanilla WoW. Vanilla WoW. And it's that, that, it was that first time logging into Azeroth. Like that first time seeing that entire world. And you're like going, where can I go? Right. And, like, and, what, what, like, and you're like, where is this going to take me? And then 40 levels later you're getting jumped by a fucking Alliance rogue in contested territory <laughs> and then getting your corpse camped. The, um, the one time I played, the one time I played, we were, Greg talked me into like actually playing and I was like, you know, okay, we'll do this. Right. Two seconds. And David, I kid you not. There is a, a blonde woman in a bikini running by there in the a, middle. It was, it was a blood, it was like it was, na- naked lady. And I'm like, Greg, what the hell? It was a blood elf. It was a blood elf. We, we yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, I was like, there's nudists here. Oh yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those players that'll just that'll, they'll, that just, they'll hide they their care. gear. They and they'll, they'll hide their gear and they'll because run they don't want to get killed. Yeah. So <laughs> the naked, the naked, greasy deaf guys running through. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can't catch me. Might as well do something else. See you guys next to you. But I mean, it's like they, but like they presented it in such a like like a fun fantasy way that even if you don't even do those things and if you're just like a Ren fair guy, like this is a fun show you that you know you could yeah, yeah like you, you could can still love it. it. Everyone loves to play dress up. You just have to pick which one. Yeah. (laughs) But what I like about the show is that the three of us, you know, two 
lifelong avid old schoolers fucking gamers and old schoolers and then you know my wife who has recently gotten more into anime i was i married into it yeah, yeah i yeah, married into yeah, it yeah that was that was that was the fine print on the contract <laughs> the very fine print and i'm talking uh very minuscule and the the, the font but i love the, the but i love the fantasy aspect of it like that's always been my jam and like so whenever that a lot of an anime is very much fantasy based and that's what kind of sucked me in is like y'all got unicorns y'all got witches done got it you got unicorns witches yeah (laughs) what about a mechanical owl salamanders cute ones really a a a titan reference yeah it's one of my faves too i loved it though yeah i love those films you got a problem (laughs) no great great harry has in that ass right (laughs) but so, David, I'm going to start with you this time. Your final thoughts and, and yay or nay. Oh, 100% this is a yay. This is a must watch. I mean, any anime, any anyone getting into anime, this is one of those animes that's up there when I tell them, this is the anime that I watch that it's easy for people to Here's a Here's a starter. Ga- this a is ga- a starter. Gateway. This like, is a gateway. It's, it's, it's a gateway. It's like gateway drugs, you know. It's a yeah. gateway anime. Here you go. Have a little. Hey, hey, just yeah. have a little. The <laughs> first bump's always free. You want to try, try some anime? Yeah. I don't know, man. I heard about that. My mom said that stuff is addictive. No, they, no, man. They no, start talking about tentacles, and they're like, what? There's no tentacles? No, there's no, <laughs> no man. It's not addictive no. at all. It's not, no, you won't. No, no. Tentacles is like no. the black tar heroin of anime, and then, and then two weeks later, you come back. Hey, man, you got new episodes? You got any new episodes, <laughs> man? I need more, man. Oh, yeah. It's a crunch roll. So That's 10 how bucks it was with Jujitsu Kaisen. I oh, was like, yeah. y'all got any more of them episodes? Right. <laughs> Not until October 2023, motherfuckers. Why? Long fucking wait. Because you got to wait. Chuck. They got to build it up. I, no, they got to finish it. <laughs> they got to do it. So, Casey, you next. I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. So, two yays. Again, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to round this out with another yay. Uh, it, it hits, you know, hits home everything for me. Uh, and it's fun to watch. So, uh, Fena Pirate Princess, yay. Overlord, yay. Two definite checkouts. Uh, I know before we go, uh, just touch on Fena Pirate Princess. I know a lot of the Crunchyroll originals have been hit or miss. And a lot of people are like, I don't know why they're doing them. Uh, there's some gems in there and it kind of sucks that there's, you know, some, you know, it's kind of, they're kind of muddled in with everything else and you gotta oh, kind of yeah. gotta pick them out but um i want to thank everybody for joining us you can find our shows on stitcher spotify google play and itunes also if you go to raymandigitalmedia.com check us out there also guys if you go to your go to our patreon page and pledge a dollar if we reach a thousand dollars i will watch every episode of one piece in a weekend what? and we will cover it or i will i will go mad trying I'll probably go mad first. And don't forget, we get a wrestling show. Oh, yeah. And we also get a wrestling show. <laughs> All right, guys. This is uh, Gregory Darkside Holmes for Talking For Us with David. The beautiful Bye-bye. Casey. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time.